Get really into your favorite shows and movies all in one place with Flex, a 4K streaming box you get free with Xfinity Internet. And get Peacock Premium at no additional cost. Learn more at Xfinity.com slash Flex. Restrictions apply requires postpaid Xfinity Internet excluding Internet Essentials, one device included. Hello, we are not available now. Please leave your name and phone number after the beep. We will return your call. Hey, huge fan. Been following for a while. Just have a quick question. By any chance, are you former Ravens Super Bowl MVP Joe Flacco? For the 100th time, I am not Joe Flacco. This is not Joe Flacco, the podcast. Welcome to the 100th episode. This feels fucking good. I'm not going to lie. This this does feel better than the one-year anniversary for some reason, which was only two weeks ago. But it feels good. 100 episodes. This has been some commitment. I'll tell you that. And we're just getting better. I think we we really are just getting better. Um, Playing catch up on some stuff that happened last week. Uh, Jadavion Clowney signed. Aaron Donald punched a guy. Then turns out he didn't punch the guy and actually saved the guy. So we talk about that. Um, we talk about Alden Smith signing with the Seahawks and he's already got a warrant out for his arrest in like Louisiana or some shit. Um, we were going to talk, uh, NFL win totals over unders, but got a little carried away. So be ready for that. That'll come soon. And I think the one thing that we missed out on is Alex Smith retiring. That's the one thing. Um, so I don't need Doug and Trevor for this one. So I can talk about Aaron Rodgers, uh, Aaron Rodgers, Alex Smith. Isn't that a fucking Freudian slip? So when you think about his career and all the guys that like, when you're a flame out first overall pick, how many guys just don't make it to their second contract, let alone, play into their late thirties. And you know, that certainly Jim Harbaugh, but maybe even that lockout in 2011 saved his career. Um, and you know, cause people got to see, cause 2011, it was, you know, the Niners started like eight, no, or some shit. It was, it was ridiculous. It was a magic. It was the makings of magical season. It no, I was like, why is this happening? Harbaugh's a genius, and Alex Smith didn't play great, and they didn't throw the ball a ton, but it was that was a rehabilitation year for him, and then it culminated in my favorite non-live so game I watched on TV. My favorite T Forty Niners TV experience of maybe of certainly the last 20 years was the 2011 Saints 49ers division championship game where he was phenomenal had the boot the the design bootleg where Staley out there leading the way the strike to Vernon Davis on the Vernon post the catch 3 whatever you want to call it and then was a 70% passer when got a, he got a concussion and and Kaepernick took over and and we know the Kaepernick story. He was traded the next year for two first two second round picks to the Chiefs and went to another great situation. So it went from one great quarterback situation under Harbaugh, where he had a really great team around him, at least on the defensive side, and and then went to a brilliant play caller in Andy Reid and really got to do what he was supposed to do what he was you know drafted to do and then another quarterback comes in another next gen quarterback comes in and they trade him the year after to the redskins at the time and he's got them in first place and snaps his leg and compound fracture poking through the bone gets infected flesh-eating bacteria, go back and watch the documentary from this summer if you haven't already. But, and then comes back 
remarkably, what, 18 months, two years later, and takes him back to first place. And now walks away on his own terms. I could not be happier for a guy that, you know, one of the the 49ers beat writers uh, calls him the Andy Dufresne of football. Andy Dufresne's the the Tim Robbins from Shawshank Redemption who crawled through, crawled through 500 yards of shit-smelling foulness, the likes of which we can't even imagine, and came out clean on the other side. And I think that's perfect for Alex Smith. He went through so much. Like, you think Mike Nolan was a bad defensive coordinator this year for the Cowboys? He was running the entire 49ers while wearing a Reebok suit. Those were dark times. He had a, Alex Smith separated his shoulder, and and Mike Nolan was sitting there going like, "Rub some dirt on it, pal. Get out there." I would have. I mean, like a lot of people would have fallen out of love with the game. A lot of people wouldn't have persevered through that. Especially a kid from, you know, made plenty of money, was from a upper middle class or upper, you know, fairly upper class family. In San Diego, you know, he didn't, you know, he'd made his money. He didn't need, didn't need to put up with all this shit, but he competed. So keep that in mind when we're talking about Trevor Lawrence a little deeper in the episode and what, what he was saying this week. But God, I couldn't be prouder for Alex Smith and uh, um, everything that he went through and uh, I mean, God, he was being, he was playing and team people were chanting for David Carr, David Carr. They were chanting for David Carr while Alex Smith was on the field. That's a really wild thing to say in 2021. So anyway, congrats to Alex Smith on a phenomenally interesting career and a good one too. And one that I think he's he's very proud of um and uh anyway i'm just i'm i'm glad i got to cheer for him i glad i am glad he got to win with the 49ers now it didn't get all the way to the, you know didn't win the super bowl but he got he didn't have to leave san francisco to have a winning season to have like a good football experience i'm glad that there's like something good that he was able to take from from his time in San Francisco. I would have been happy for him wherever he went if he turned, you know, if he turned his career around, but I'm glad he started it in San Francisco. And uh I'll never forget that 2011 NFC Championship game. Never forget or and NFC Championship. I'll never forget that game either, but I'll never forget the 2011 Divisional Round game against the Saints. So, that's it. That's the intro to the 100th episode of the Not Joe Flacco podcast. God, it feels good. I'm so pumped. So after the GOAT, a uh, bunch of news, and then we talk um, We talk Cal- Colin Cowherd for a little bit. Uh, Colin Cowherd and Trevor Lawrence are our two most talked about topics here. But uh, we, end on, we end on Cowherd. And then a, a small tangent, I talk hockey. I actually talk hockey. Stick around. After the goat, not Joe and the boys. Ah! All right, we're back. Not Joe and the boys. We got, what, 10 days to the draft. We did all of the draft stuff. Not all the draft stuff. We did some of our draft stuff last week. Did all the team need stuff. So if you're wondering who your team needs, as if you probably aren't agonizing over it already, go back and listen to the two episodes. We did it in order, pick by pick. (sighs) one through 32 and then the teams that don't have a draft pick came at the end so if you're a seahawks fan a rams fan or a texans fan just skip all the way to the end but make sure you subscribe and download do all that other fun stuff so we get credit for it but um we got some new rankings out we moved up in sweden what all right we're a little higher in sweden all right um like that uh, showed showed up in canada so that's big news you know, because that's in the corner, eh? It's the hockey. It's corner probably because sure. of the corner. It's probably because of the corner. The corner. 
the freaking um, Zambonis. We're still ranking. <laughs> we're still ranking in in America. We're at the two fifty spot for okay. football podcasts in in America. For two fifty uh, for football. Okay. How many are there for football? I, there's probably. T- I don't know, probably 251 football podcasts in America. <laughs> so, you know, we're doing good. We're there. Yeah. You know, we're, we're in the triple digits um, up to 46 in Sweden, which is just phenomenal. Ooh. Wow. And uh, uh, 223 Yo, in Mexico. So we are ranking. How about, how about a Volvo uh, sponsorship? That'd be rad. I could use an Volvo. <laughs> Uh, G5? <laughs> every every yeah, three Sweden. weeks, I'm talking to you about some new car you're getting. Yeah, Sweden. I love Sweden. Um. So and then and then Mexico. We're ranking in Mexico. So we're all right. We are all of North America covered. Sick. Which is people just people talk. Just hey, they're talking. They're listening to us. <laughs> um so i love it so we in the middle of last week we were faced with a dilemma news was breaking aaron donald almost killed a guy allegedly and uh jadavion Clowney got signed we kind of touched on the jadavion Clowney thing on the on the draft pod mm-hmm. um but let's let's okay. do the aaron donald yeah. thing because I, I don't know. I feel like we lucked out a little bit. We decided to keep the draft pod to the draft pod and uh, saved ourselves from having to come on here and apologize to Aaron Donald and his family um, for uh, saying that he almost killed a guy when he actually saved the guy's life. I'm confused, though. I mean, like, how hard do you have to get hit to, th- like, do you think it was the accumulation of hits? that made him think that it was Aaron Donald or the fact that he woke up and, and like his eye looked like a vagina. I mean, the, the softball on the side of his face would be one hit, I believe. So From who Aaron knows, Donald. but he didn't hit him. Right. 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 He, he saved the guy, but that's what I'm saying. Right. Like, how do you, how do you get this one confused? Right. <laughs> he was there. Yeah. So he must've hit me. I mean, if you're going to get your ass kicked, you might as well get the money with the two. These guys got to be pretty disappointed. But oh, at the same yeah, but... time, it's like, hey, I got jumped and Aaron Donald tried to help, but then realized it was a bad situation. Got ushered right out of there. Yeah. And then uh, you, probably, you, probably no, blew your, you probably blew your opportunity to any kind of signed Rams gear by threatening <laughs> right. him with a lawsuit when you, yeah, didn't, there was, when you weren't there was... crystal fucking clear that yeah. – they weren't your season tickets, dickhead. So what if he runs right. into Aaron Donald again? Say something. A day. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure security would not let that happen for Mr. Donald. I mean, it's not like they Aaron would... Donald. I mean... I'm bummed, man. I wanted that to be an Aaron Donald sock in the face of that guy. Well, it makes sense. We all believed it. Look at this guy's face. He still has one. Yeah. Like, I mean, the oh, fact that, that he was alive—the fact that he was alive—should have been our first clue that Aaron Donald didn't hit him. But he wasn't right? a small man. He wasn't a small man either. He was the size of Aaron Donald. Just you know. Did, did you see not the before shape. picture? Did you see the any of the before pictures of that man? No. Well, maybe. Oh but... my. And otherwise, fairly decent looking. Clear skin, I remember. I'm like, that man's got good skin. And his face is like proportional. Everything's proportional. <laughs> and the after photo is not. <laughs> then it got moved. It got moved around a little bit. Re- reorganized. A little, a little redecorating. It's like, well, how, honey, why don't we, why don't you just pick that eye up and move it three inches to the left? Think about moving your nose. Move just down your face a bit. It's like yeah, a Mr. What? Potato Head. Yeah, but yes <laughs> i'm gonna turn you into mr potato head um but yeah so aaron donald turns out didn't uh the the accusation was was rescinded an apology was proffered 
and Deshaun Watson is sitting here going, can I get like 23 of those? <laughs> Anybody could 23 need a little help here. Lovely young lady, step forward and say you were lying the whole damn time. But that doesn't seem to have happened yeah. for Deshaun Watson. Something happened in the Deshaun Watson case, but I <coughs> didn't Ow. read it. Excuse me. I didn't read it. I didn't read the Deshaun Watson thing. So if you know what happened, the new court filing with Deshaun Watson, you're ahead of me. I, I think I'm retired from the Deshaun Watson reading yeah we can retire the saga we can retire the saga and then uh revisit it when i don't know something happens yeah bring me some real news substantial needs to happen yeah yeah i want i want like i want the second half of law and order to start you know it's all like first part where the cops are kind of floating around getting kind of boring he didn't actually he didn't actually force himself on all those masseurs he was trying to save them 23 is that the of them. was that the is that the new one is that was that is that your theory or is that just was that like the, i don't know like, I'm, just, I'm just saying it was unexpected like, right aaron like, donald almost kills a man actually no he almost saves him so same logic right right i mean so so i guess <laughs> the, the the theory here would be that uh deshaun watson was just hiding in a corner naked waiting for something bad to happen to these massage therapists and, and then he, he just jump out of nowhere erect and right. just and slap slap the bad people away save them right slapped slapped a bad i know bad idea think about my penis right, right. right. they're Don't having unpure thoughts probably it's kind of it's kind of like the 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 game with the the circle game right if you look at it you get punched right right or if you think about it you lose yeah <laughs> massage therapist you weren't you weren't supposed to look at that now look what i right. have to do now give me my napkin it was training where's that washcloth (laughs) yeah yeah no no sheets towels on the god see we thought we weren't going to do any deshaun watson stuff today oh are are we oh yeah i guess we are yeah we got yeah we we got what just like the massage therapist we thought we weren't going to do deshaun watson today hey hey um all right creep um speaking of somebody that's absolutely well no hold on let's do this uh we'll go with uh more scumbag um uh scumbag i feel for alden smith like that dude has battled some demons looked like he'd put his life back together and gets his second d signs with the cowboys last year has a I don't want to say it's under, it was just whelming. It wasn't overwhelming. It wasn't underwhelming. It was just whelming. A whelming season and gets another deal with the, gets a deal with the, the, his old rival, the Seahawks. And now he's like wanted in Louisiana for like some battery charge. So their biggest acquisition of the offseason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They actually and... trying to, Trying well. Let's see who else they get. They got they traded for the guard. Did they get somebody else? To, did they re-sign Dunlap? That was a recent. You're talking about the Cowboys, Seahawks, Seahawks. Oh. Anyways, Alden Smith's in trouble again. Um, I don't really have anything else on that one. That was just. I mean, sad. he had a he had a he came back and had an okay year with the Cowboys, right? Yeah, it was like five or six had- sacks. Five or six sacks, like forty or was it forty or fifty tackles? So he was trying to put it back together, but yeah, and then sure enough, you know, you know, I do have, I I do have something here on the Alan Smith thing. Somebody put together a ten slide IG post about, and it might have been Sports Center, might have been the NFL. I think it was the NFL. It was like somebody should have known better, but they did all of the great pass rushers from the two thousand. 11 draft and i think it's like you know watt and von miller and just a crazy collection of pass rushers alan smith was the number seven pick that year and had 35 sacks in his first two seasons he was unreal and uh then everything then the fucking wheels came off so anyway he should have been kind of like josh gordon 
Yeah. That's a good one, which brings us to the Browns and signing Jadavion Clowney. That's another one we, we skipped over midweek last week during the draft pods. Doug, your thoughts? Jadavion. Uh, I think it's a great signing. Um, he doesn't have to be the man. So if he doesn't produce, if he's just good against the run like he has been in his last two stops, then we still got Miles Garrett and we got Tech McKinley as well. So I think it's good because he doesn't have all the pressure of being the top pass rusher on the team on him. And your um, on top of that, what was the what was the original contract offered to him last year? Like three years, forty eight million or something? Yeah. Yeah, they offered him three years, 30, I think it was 30 something or 40 million. Yeah. And now we get him for one year, seven or eight million, 10 million if he, you know, reaches his incentives. So, pretty friendly contract gives him a chance to get his career back on track. But, um, yeah, for the Brownies, it's just kind of a licensing on the cake signing. It's not a, you know, it's, there's no pressure on him to come in here and, be the man yeah that's the best thing about it it's like you still got it come play if not all right all good i hope my career career goes to shit and somebody gives me eight million with an extra two million if i do well like that's what i want from life i want to i want to be able to fail into eight million dollars a year yeah i mean he's always been great against the run Um, but sack numbers haven't been great for him but he still gets i mean he gets pressures gets hits Somebody, somebody put him out there somebody in my twitter feed and it was somebody who is smarter than me on this maybe an ex-player might have been chris long but said that Clowney's never actually been a true edge and that part has can that part confused me as a as a football watching person like i mean okay the texans took him number one overall and if he wasn't a true edge yeah. he shouldn't have gone number one overall so kind of a bust in that regard um especially since they traded him for like a third round pick but i just can't how is a guy that athletic that's and strong not like what we really think of as an edge i do that that's the part that's goofy to me yeah i I don't know if i agree i don't know if i agree with the statement i mean he definitely is underproduced as a pass rusher but as far as setting the edge like I mean, like I said, he's done very well against the run. He's graded very well. He can set the edge, but yeah, the sack numbers aren't there. I think there's a difference between a guy that can set the edge and a guy that can actually get to the quarterback and be a pass rusher. But yeah, I think that's a semantics conversation. (laughs) You would have blown me away if, like, you show me that hit again. What was it against Michigan? Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> that was awesome. You, show, you oh. show me that hit against Michigan, and then you go, Oh, yeah, by the way, this guy's gonna play half a season and not get a single sack. I'd be like, What the fuck? Huh? Okay. Sure. Yeah. I think that was always from from the from the jump, though, it was kind of his desire to play. Right? He kind of had that Miles Garrett thing before Miles Garrett started to actually play. Like they were they were worried that his heart and soul wasn't in it that he was just kind of rolling rolling with the punches yeah I mean, mailing I guess, it in. I mean that's the and we're and we're dealing with that now with the trevor lawrence thing right trevor lawrence's quote about how you know he doesn't need to manufacture that chip on his shoulder he loves football and it doesn't need to be more than that he doesn't need to wake up every morning kind of pissed off because this that and the other thing and you've got You've got well, half the you've got half the people that are like freaking out. They're like, "Man, you're supposed to love football," and then the other half going, "Yeah, okay, you've been the best prospect in football your entire life, so it's kind of hard to be." You know, he doesn't have the Michael Jordan origin story of getting cut from his, you know, yeah, or cut, Tom cut or from, Tom Brady from the varsity team, or Tom right. Brady like six rounds. Yeah. He doesn't. More importantly, Tom Brady directly that that's the guy, that's the goat, that's the guy who's winning Super Bowls at 40 and uh, 43 43 and uh, you know that's not the way to do it but you have to the best the best have a chip on the show the best are angry look at Kobe look at the way he played like he was angry yeah angry yeah yeah he's a he's a pretty laid-back guy like you've got to like the best players are the, the best guys are always sociopaths. 
yeah it's kind of you have to kind of be like that like completely unwilling to let go of the game like jerry rice was like that he wore a goddamn seahawks jersey at the end (laughs) like he would not let it go he still he still goes out there and like if they're willing to throw him if he's if they're willing to throw him ball he'll run a route suit underwear robe whatever the fuck it is he's running a route you got a football he'll run a route kobe same way jordan obviously would punch his own teammates to win so can you you can be very good though without all that sure 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 and I mean, that's Joe Burrow. The, that's that's let's, the Shaq let's argument, Joe, right? Right. Was Joe Burrow? Did Joe Burrow have that ship? I mean, he he had to transfer from Ohio State to LSU. He wasn't getting any playing time. So yeah, right, Joe, Joe seems prickly. That's sure trippy. he does. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you yeah. like the and he's got more confidence than anyway we've seen in a long time, and he's still got that chip too. Which I don't know, I like Joe Burrow, but I, yeah, all these guys, even Mahomes, Mahomes you know, wasn't as touted as he came out. He's, uh, they all have something to prove. Florence doesn't look like he's got anything to prove. So to round that corner, same thing with Clowney. He was like this monster coming out. Even Chase Young plays, you know, a little more uh, uh, motivated than that we saw Clowney play his rookie year. Yeah, Chase Young is, he hungry. I feel, I feel like they're the kind of the same hype. Even I think Chase Young less so than Clowney because Clowney, I can't remember a more hyped defensive prospect because of that hit, especially um, than Clowney coming out. He just hasn't done shit. That hit might have been the worst thing that happened to his career. Right? Maybe it's like yeah. in terms of expectations and everything else, you think you're getting that guy, and really you're just getting a really stout run defender who's going to get around the quarterback. Yeah. It's also the Texans. I'll see. There's knees and all sorts yeah. of shit. So, Trevor Lawrence, um, though, he's, uh, he's, not, he's not hungry. He's going to Jacksonville and he's 6'6. Six, six. And it's like strike one, two, and three. Right? And yeah. All quarterbacks don't really ever pan out. I feel six, like I'd. 6'6, six, six, you're okay. It's just the guys that are 6'7. I think that was the, the, the rule of Dan McGuire. It's like once you get over 6'7. Yeah, it's Osweiler, like 6'7. Osweiler's up there. <laughs> Mark McGuire's brother Dan McGuire was the first guy that was like, "Okay, you're too tall now," and he was like six eight. Yeah, it's Aaron Judge, but with yeah, I, I just don't see Lawrence. I feel like he's going to be, you know, there's going to be someone, you know, Trey Lance or one of those guys is going to be, you know, one of the better quarterbacks ever, uh, and uh, Trevor Lawrence will would have faded into the. Uh, into the abyss within five five years of his career. I mean, it's it's, yeah, it's always almost... it's always the guys that break late, right? That are yeah. you can how many how many guys can you think of that were? I mean, it's like Tiger Woods, and I'm trying to think of like other guys that were just their entire lives were the best freakiest athlete. Yeah, like start to finish. Yeah, LeBron. Not that many. LeBron. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If he's one Kobe. Um, I mean, Kobe went 13 though. Right. Like, I mean, like there wasn't. He didn't go to know, yeah. He was playing in Europe. Uh, no. So, I mean, just straight out of, straight out of, he was high school in Pennsylvania. And then Philly, right? Right, low, lower Marion. Yeah. Philly, lower Marion high took Brandy to prom. Um, Good for him. Yeah. Right. The, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's like how, and even then, I mean, Kobe's – Kobe was just – that that guy was just, like, wired fucking completely differently. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, we'll yeah. see. I mean, it's like, you know, Trevor Lawrence is uh, – um, this is a, it's a test, right? I mean, it's like, is he, is he going to be the guy that can – can he hold off all of these guys? Can he hold off everybody? Can he even generate enough, like you know, of that kind of desire to to be great, great? Or is like, or is he so naturally talented that he just doesn't need it? That he can just go out there and wing it? And I, that I think that's the thing that's rubbing people the wrong way. It's like, okay, there's so many naturally talented guys in the NFL. You don't get to just be naturally talented anymore. 
right yeah it's it's like the kid that's never been challenged and then uh uh-oh welcome to varsity right well i mean who the first two quarterbacks to get drafted are going into really tough situations so that's that's going to be a big part of it too and and that Uh, usually happens to those picks they they get they get played too early and they get hurt or they just they get they get overwhelmed and they just don't work out yeah like a lot of these guys are going in bad situation i mean whoever the niners get obviously he's going into a way better situation than anybody can yeah, that's, around. that's the that's the situation right there yeah so unless they're taking pits at the, like at this <laughs> point at this point i am so hyped on justin fields that i would be sad if trevor lawrence fell to us i would just be like God, are this you what is, i wanted is, yes fields your guy that's the he guy feels right like now. the one more and more he kind of feels like the one he feels like the Again, he's kind of got something to prove. But then again, he's Ohio State. They never fucking pan out, do they? Like if, oh, he's Georgia. That's, you know, the Ohio State thing is more recent. I'm going to go with he's sure. Georgia. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's, uh, you know, it's like Mac Jones is accurate, but not athletic. Trey Lance is athletic, but not particularly accurate. And Justin Fields is, you know, 4 4 speed and has a better pocket passer rating than. Mac Jones, or no, sorry, he's only like one point off of Mac Jones, and it's way better than Trevor Lawrence or some shit like that. So, I'm, you know, just not gonna say anything, I guess, even though I've probably already said too much and fucked it all up. So, um, does Mac does Mac Jones fall from that little picture that came out? Oh, the Obama picture. Yeah, he was he was twelve. Like sure. that's a, yeah. That's, I mean that's that's a. That's a what McCorkle do? He he, he wore that he wore Obama. rubber Obama mask and like. It's just kind of like it was a really stupid Halloween costume. Is really all yeah. it was. Really stupid. Um, but like, just don't wear masks of black people. Right. That's, I mean, he, that was only nine years ago. It's not like, but you know, he comes from a part of the country that that probably isn't that frowned upon. Yep. McCorkle. McCorkle doing McCorkle stuff. I mean, you get the, yeah. McCorkle's got a McCorkle. (laughs) God damn you, McCorkle. All right. Um, so do we want to do the Colin Coward thing? I, I wanna I wanna hear you talk about cow turd. Colin Cow turd, another hot take. All right. So listen, we were all doing the is Julian Edelman a Hall of Famer thing, thing last week. Last week. And hold on, I just need to pull up a picture of this fucking douchebag just to make sure I'm in the right frame of mind. Yeah, make sure you get some kid kid. Get, get like, look at him. You smarmy, chinless, fucking saggy neck sack of shit. Um, and so then on his show, he was playing a, a, a game called Can't In, Can't Out, where they went through, kind of like we did, and they went through some players that, uh, some retired, some current, that uh, one, Joy, I think Joy Taylor, adorable by the way um i think joy taylor and uh i was rattling off names and they well i'll, I'll just rattle the names off so uh edelman what do you think uh old cow turd said yes yeah hall of yeah. Famer. yeah absolutely hall of famer eli yeah hall of famer okay uh matt ryan hall of famer he did not say Matt Ryan was a Hall of Famer. Okay. Yeah. But fine. But like, you know, I'm happy to talk on this one. So here's 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 the here's the line for me on on the on the Matt Ryan. He goes, he doesn't win enough. And okay. I mean, he's got he, he's got that franchise to the Super Bowl once. That's pretty tough considering what the Falcons have been the last 10 years. 
He's also got a better fucking career record than Eli Manning. Calm down. <laughs> but it's like makes make it make sense. Sure. Are like are we just putting Eli in the Hall of Fame? Like is is Cow is coward just putting Eli in the Hall of Fame because of basically two big throws against the Patriots? Well, it sounds like in 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 Cowherd's Cowturd's argument, his strategy was say Edelman's a Hall of Famer and then compare him to good guys who haven't won and saying that winning is more of a uh, variable than, than, you know, winning big games is more valuable than winning, you know, consistency or being good. So I think that was just a strategic play there. And then, and then the, and then when we get to the actual, you know, the, uh, the, the punchline here, then that's also used as a, another argument as to why Edelman should be in. So that's why I think, Eli, I think, I think there's a whole Eli list. Eli has two MVPs, defend Super Bowl MVPs, right? Yes. Two Super Bowls, two Super Bowl MVPs for Eli? Yeah. Sure. And, and the argument for Eli is you can't tell this, and this is Coward's line, and it's been used a bunch before. You can't tell the story of the NFL without Eli Manning. And he deserves to be in the museum off of that and that alone because i i mean i don't want to spend too much time on the eli thing but he's got the top he's, he's top 10 in a bunch of the counting stats which isn't that important to me because i understand that football has changed over the last 20 years um other people may not Cow, cowherd obviously doesn't realize it's changed over the last 20 years um but uh the the argument for eli is basically you can't tell the story of the nfl without him and I'm and I'm fine with that. He wouldn't be the worst Hall of Fame quarterback in there by any means. It's just not a sexy pick for me. And like, I certainly don't think he should be a first ballot Hall of Famer. He sh- he should not be on the same pedestal that like Brady's going to go in as and Peyton Manning's going to go in as. He should have to wait a couple of years. Like kind of like To had to wait. He was like a notch below. You know. Yeah, I would argue he's not a first ballot, sure. But let's 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 get off Eli here. We're not. That's sure. this isn't the, that's not the, that's not the point. Okay, so so Matt Ryan doesn't win enough, even though. So I'm 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 setting a a precedent here for yes. uh, Colin Cowherd talking out of his ass. Um, yes. So the punchline is <clears throat> Matt Ryan doesn't win enough. Uh, also has a better record than Eli Matt. Uh Julio Jones. What do you think, old Colin said here? Well. He, I think that's a, a yes, but he's, he said no, didn't he? No, he said yes. He's like, that's oh. an all-timer. I'm like, okay. And oh. uh, and Sue, in or out? Huh. Hmm. I think he's won more than we think. What's that? Yeah, I, don't, I mean, that's a tough one. That Are is a tough one. Cowturd said? I think Cowturd said no. Cowturd said no. What would you say? Okay. Let me see the I, I would have to research that. He's got. Yeah. Does he have more than one Super Bowl ring? Does he have two? I don't think so. Or just one. Just he one. lost. He lost with the Rams, right? Yeah. yeah. The most boring Super Bowl ever played. Right. But he won one last year. Although he wasn't the core reason, I guess he wasn't in the prime of his career. Uh, I'm saying he's out right now. I think, unless yeah. you got some stats to con- I, turn, I know, change my I, mind. I, I wasn't that interested in the Sioux conversation. It's uh, yeah. he's a guy, you know, I'd rather personally, I'd rather see Bryant young in than him, but that's a, uh, they play basically the same position and that's a purely personal choice, but you know, I agree. It is what it is. Notre Dame. Yep. Um, Jason Witten. No, I don't think so, but, what he no, said, yes. But what would Colin Cowherd say? But he said yes. Oh, he said, and I quote, Cowherd. insane. He's insane. Beats <laughs> Irvin and Dez in Cowboys statistics, blah, blah, blah. 11-time Pro Bowler. Listen. Okay, we're going to get to the next one. Frank Gore. Yeah, Francis. Franklin Delano Gore. Three, Doug. Three. The three. Right. 
third best or third all-time leading rusher. Yep. Yeah, I think I think Frank's a no-brainer. Yeah. Yeah. Trevor. What? I mean, Frank, <laughs> Hall of Famer. What are, are are you still participating in the conversation here? <laughs> Trying to catch a hot take from right. fucking Fox Sports or whatever you're watching. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, it's, what's Kornheiser telling you to say here, Trev? You know, I this is hard for me because I obviously have paid a lot of attention to Frank Gore uh, just because of you. Right. And I, I remember him. I remember figuring out who he was when you realized he was behind both McGahey and um, oh, what was the other one? Portis. Portis at Miami. And like this was the guy before these guys were the guy. And, and understanding kind of what a freak he was. Um, but again, never really, you know, being a part, being a, a core piece of a really good team. <clears throat> um, and, and, but his longevity at this point has been quite impressive. So, I mean, he's up there because of all of his, his numbers, right? So, yeah, I mean, I mean, for arguments, I mean look, it, okay. So it, here's, it, here's my very rational take about Frank Gore. He has never like running back is the hardest possible position to consistently be a top five guy in year in and year out. It's the hardest fucking thing in the world to do. Like probably the, probably the hardest thing. One of the hardest things in sports is to be a top five running back for like 10 or 12 straight years. There's only a couple guys that have ever really done that. Yeah. Who's ever done that? Yeah. I mean, it's like Peterson, LaDainian Tomlinson, you know, Emmett, Barry, Peyton, like those guys are at the fucking like the, the, the Mount Rushmore of running backs. Right. And and when I was asked this on my story, I said Frank does not belong in the Mount Rushmore of running backs. Um because it's you know he's just not he's just because he's got his own mountain. Frank Rushmore. <laughs> right. Yeah. So like he's just you know he's got a, a mountain in, in my heart. Um mm-hmm. The uh, so but uh, uh, numbnuts called him compiler, and if you're confused, sometimes I do call Trevor numbnuts, but this time I'm talking about Colin Coward. Um, get <laughs> just getting fired up here, man. Um, Easy this fucking asshole calls Frank a compiler, and 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 it's fine, okay? So let, let me just let me would it surprise you to know that. Uh, Frank only has he's got 700 less yards than Walter Payton um, but only 103 less carries hmm. so is he, did he retire, retire? is he done what's that is Frank no. done no no he's not no I think he's got I think he's got 700 yards on 727 Maybe. is what we need for number two all time two seasons that'd be a huge yeah. year for him at that age he got it. yes that would be a huge year for him yes um so two is getting two years he's played the same number of games as emmett 219 to 218 but has 700 less carries than emmett which is like a lot three seasons for frank like two yeah. and a half three yeah yeah frank's yeah. frank's only had 300 carries in a season once which is part of the reason why he doesn't have that like top five in the NFL thing is because these guys get run into the ground over and over and over again. Right. But the way that running mm-hmm. backs are like, so Frank's longevity. But he was still a workhorse like that for four or five years, wasn't he? One season over 300 carries. Yeah. He just said that. They've just, they have just they like, starting in like 2005 they really like trimmed down on how often like guys were getting 300 carries like it's only happened five times in like the last 10 years or some shit it just had it just doesn't happen anymore derrick henry is like up there like twice peterson was up there when he won the mvp they just stopped using running backs like that yeah and it's part of the reason why frank it's part of the reason why frank has survived right is that like he doesn't have that 400 carry season or multiple back-to-back 350 yard seasons so he doesn't have those like 18 1900 yard seasons that are like oh man remember 2009 when frank gore took over the league no he's just been steady but again same basically the same number of attempts as walter payton 
basically the same number of yards, same number of games as Emmett Smith, 700 less carries in the same number of games. Jeez. Frankie, so, baby. It's, yeah, not that Fra- it's, not, it's not that Frank has been playing for 16, 17 years and has been getting 300 carries every game at a three yards per carry. Like he is for for guys over ten thousand yards, he's six all time in yards per attempt. This is not a this is not a fucking schlub. This is not a fucking compiler. Like I don't know Jason Witten. <laughs> yeah, that right. was the, that was the tough one. If, if when you're doing that, he's out of his mind. So like, if you're four wit if you're four Witten and against score, it doesn't make any fucking sense. And listen, I'm fine if you put Witten, Larry Fitzgerald, and Frank Gore in the same category. Guys that were just never, like, just never at the very, very, very tippy top of the league for very long. I'm fine if you put them there. But I'd like, because like Fitzgerald has basically been a tight end since 2012. Yeah, great, great blocker. Like, but like his, he's the only guy over six, two, he's the only player over six two with a yards per attempt under 11. Just stay with me here. So very like doesn't do much with the football, doesn't catch long passes, yards per yards per catch under eleven and over six two. He's the only guy in the league that's not a tight end that fits like he's been a tight end since 2012. So it's like like and it, it, anyways, he, that that gets me into the top five fucking wide receiver thing of all time. But Witten's, Witten had a good career, but like you can't tell me that guy's not a fucking compiler. That's exactly what he is. Yeah, yeah. never I think won. the whole compiler argument is a weak one anyway. I don't know why guys should be right. You can't have a derogatory because they fucking played longer than other guys. Yeah, and they could. I mean, look at look at like Gronkowski versus Witten, right? Like to even say compiler is it's. Compiler is a derogatory term to someone who's an absolute freak of nature who can last in the National Football League and play that many games and that many snaps and still be kicking and effective. Right? Yeah. Like that, 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 that word shouldn't be used for these guys. Yeah. I mean, I mean it's like, not it, like we're talking about like a, the quarterback position. We're talking about running backs, tight ends who are yeah. physical contact, getting hit as Every hard play. as fucking. Every play. Yeah. There's there's a reason CTE seems yeah. to be a little over prevalent in uh, tight ends of late. Right. Um, right. No, I mean, my, like, and listen, it's the same argument that, like, the Tony Gonzalez conversation we had what, last week or the week before, where we talked, yeah. like, it was like the Gronk versus Tony Gonzalez thing. You know, I, listen, if you're, if you're asking me to pick, like, who's the greatest of all time, I'm looking at your best eight to 10 years. Right. And like, if you can stay healthy beyond that, that's gravy. And I hope you get your records and everything else. But like, I don't like those best eight to 10 years. It's like, if we're talking grace of all time and I've got to put together my space jam team, you know, I want to be able to go get a guy that's, you know, that's been different. Right. And like Witten is not different. Larry Fitzgerald is not different. Frank Gore isn't that different. The way these guys are different is that they've played for forever. There's only been a couple of guys that, you know, Frank Gore's played in more NFL games than fucking anybody, any running back. Um, you know, he's got almost as many carries as Walter Payton. Those guys had incredibly long careers. It's not crazy that Frank is third all time. It's just crazy that he has gotten to this point and is still playing at 37 or 38, however old he is. Um, as a as a fucking running back as a running yeah. back right because we're so used to these guys being like chewed up and spit out like by 29 30 and yeah how how many yards does he have Sixteen thousand on the nose i mean is anybody gonna catch him like no people aren't like, running then like like yeah, you said no. people aren't getting carries like they used to it's like who's gonna catch him how where, what's peterson at you're gonna to have to have one of those guys that is, you know, is in a is in a dual threat backfield for 15 years. Yeah, Peterson's and that's the at other like thing. two. Peterson's at like 14, maybe. Yeah, he's not catching them. 14, eight. So he's Peterson's 1,200 yards away right now. That's not that far. That's two. It's more not that far. Considering he considering he could be a, a viable fantasy option. Right. 
But like, I don't think then, it's gonna happen. Beneath Good. them, the next guy that's like, like I mean, Lashawn McCoy is kind of like the next guy below them, yeah. and he's he's won two rings back to back, but he's not getting snaps. Um, yeah. <clears throat> Marshawn Lynch is at ten k. I can't believe that Ricky Williams got to ten thousand yards. That's kind of wild to me. Did he really? Ricky Williams has more yards than Clinton Portis, Chris Johnson, Sean Alexander. Really? Yep. I, for, I mean, if you asked me, pretty good. I know, but if you asked me, he played less than five years. Oh no, that's not the case. Right. I know. I just it just it just feels that way that he that. <laughs> Oh, no, that's I know that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that that's why it's sneaky. That's why it doesn't make sense because I he was, a, he was a non-factor for the majority of his career. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Dick had traded like a whole draft for him, so Dick had knew. Yeah, and he got fired for it. <laughs> he, he was good. Five five one thousand yards, five one thousand yard seasons, including an eighteen hundred yard season. But I mean, like let's like. This is 2001, 2002, 2003 for Ricky Williams. 313 carries, 383 carries, 392 carries. That's Jesus. that's abuse at this. Yeah, point. it is. That you know, is a crazy. Abuse. He carried the ball even more at Texas in college. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's all he did. That's uh, all they did. Yeah, no his last season at Texas was absurd. Yeah. Well, that guy's fucking out of his mind. So no, but, no, I mean, no that way. just goes to show you, I mean, it, it's not a running league anymore. It used to be. Now it's a passing league. And yeah. if you're a good running back nowadays, you're going to have to catch, what, I don't know, 35, 40 balls a year? Yeah. At the minimum. Yeah. I mean, there's – how many did Alvin Kamara have this year? He had like 100 receptions, didn't he? It's like something it, stupid. I think like back-to-back-to-back to back seasons went like 81 catches in every year kind of thing. Yeah. There's just, I mean, it's more about getting uh, for running backs. It's more about those little dink and dunk passes that gets them in open space a little easier. Yeah, uh, the McCaffrey thing. But even you know, even yeah. McCaffrey just lost a year of his prime to a high ankle sprain. Right? It's like it just kind of yeah. goes back to what you guys were saying. It's like you've got to be a you've got to be an athletic freak to even stay healthy. At that, that's position. that's more. Yeah, that's more of the the freakish nature is the fact that you can the longevity, not even the talent. Well, and listen, I you yeah. know, the, the I'll, I'll just gush about Frank, but this is my beef with Carl. This, you know, Carlos Hyde is my least favorite 49er that I've ever watched. Okay, and and uh, Doug's not going to fight me on this because he went to Ohio State, but um, true. Uh, you know, Carlos Hyde would like find contact, useless contact, completely useless contact, and would end up getting hurt, fumble the ball expose himself to further injuries and frank would you know frank i just frank never took a big hit and that's that's got a lot to do with his feet and his vision and the way he runs and everything else but like like it's just that that was the talent part of it like frank's vision and his feet kept him healthy because he never took big hits and a guy who came into the league with two torn acls and two shoulder surgeries Barely ever missed any time and is now playing and he's 37. So fuck you, Colin Cowherd. That man's a Hall of Famer and I shouldn't have to fucking even say it. Colin Cowherd. Yeah. I mean, that's why, I mean, like, the, just the fact that he said that, it's got to make you feel good about it. Like, a big reason why I think the Browns are going to be successful this year is because that guy always shits on Baker. So I was like, well, this guy's always fucking wrong. So, like, I should be feeling really good. Like, the whole <laughs> right. history of all the bad stuff the Browns have done, like, this Cowturd guy just, you know, one little swoop, it's gone. So thanks, Cowturd. Ghetto Gronk on the gram did a poll kind of around this thing. I used some of the same players that Cowherd did. And uh, Frank got 83% yes vote for Hall of Famer. And he, he, he messaged me that they were just a bunch of casuals. Gronk likes to mess with me about Frank Gore. But um, there's, uh, God, there's just, anyway, he's, He's such a handsome, beautiful man, uh, both inside and out. And I named my son's school after him, his homeschool. So, you know, we, we have t-shirts and everything. It's adorable. Um, do we want to do the rest? He's got, he's got four names, four names left. Uh, Odell, Cam, Zeke, and Mahomes. 
and no, 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 and yes. Coward said no to all four. Well, you can't say Mahomes yet, but what? Like if he stopped playing today? Yeah, I mean, you know, what happens? What what if he stopped playing today? Yeah, Mahomes is twenty five, right? Yeah, you can't yeah. say that. Like, what is he even talking about? Or the, the, too soon. Yeah. Too soon. <laughs> yeah. What is that? Why is that even part of the conversation? That's stupid. He's stupid. That guy's stupid. All right, let's move yeah. on. All right. Yeah, that's um, like the. Uh, that's why I don't. That's why I don't like the Michael versus LeBron comparisons yet. Like, dude, if LeBron wins like three or four more, then it's a way different conversation. Yeah. So you got to judge them on their body work. Whether... Yeah, not 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 with you know under five years in the league. Shut up. Well, you know, listen, listen, LeBron. He's you know he may end up the highest scoring player in the league, with the uh, most assists of anybody over six foot seven, not named Magic Johnson, but uh, you know he's a compiler, and he's uh, compiling. He's just he just keeps compiling and compiling and compiling and. Uh, you know, you just, you, you just, you, you can't have those guys. You can't have the compilers. They're like hoarders. You gotta, you gotta put this back on him. He's a compiler of ignorant ass shit. So stupid. I like my skin crawls every time I fucking agree with something he says. Cause every once in a while, like our streams will cross and I'm like, oh, fuck, God damn it. Makes me rethink the thing that I said, even though it's like, I'm never wrong. Um, oh, 100%. I would definitely. His opinion can change my mind on a couple of things because he's so stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like oh great, I agreed with Colin Cowherd, and look at that—I've been walking for six miles, just muttering to myself. Look what happened. <laughs> that was that was the it. Yeah. Asshole. Um, okay. I think I think we can all agree he's the worst sports media guy out there. And shit, shit, Bayless will give him a run for his money, but I think I think shit, Bayless is always just trying to play devil's advocate or whatever. Yeah, trying to be, trying to have the other the unpopular opinion. Bailey's a yelling. scumbag. Like, there's a yeah. difference to me. Like, this is like this is a scumbag versus douchebag argument. Yeah, very big yeah. difference. Huge difference. Yeah, yeah. Bayless is a scumbag. Bayless is like conniving and doing it. Like, listen, they're both doing it for money. Um, yeah, and and. Given the amount of money that they're making, you know, I mean, put seven million dollars in my in, in my hand, I'm still going to call Frank Gore a Hall of Famer, but I would have thought about it. Like, you know, it's like, hey, your job's online here. You got to call Frank Gore not a Hall of Famer. I'm like, uh, yeah, I, I, I can't. I think I, I I would hope I would say no, but you know, I've got. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's in a world where you pay for opinions. How about that? And here we are having a How about them apples just just opinionating well just opinionating. um do we do do we i mean do we go right in the hockey corner 48 in sweden we have voices speaking okay listen i will i, I do want to talk hockey for a second i'll i just want to okay i just want to say something here i watched episode one of the new mighty duck show oh yeah heartwarming uh and it's gonna gonna keep getting watched okay i've been i've been uh i've been on the fence about turning it on so it's i might have to um, check it out uh i mean do you mind if i did, did like a minor spoiler that listen that this is a spoiler it's going to be like uncovered in the first 19 seconds of the movie or the show but somehow gordon, gordon. bombay uh, esteemed legal mind, don't you forget? Right. Uh, yes. Is broke and can't afford to even keep the ice cold in his downtrodden rink. Because I don't did, buy did, that part. Did, did he take over what's his face's one when he died? He took over something like whatever it is, like the ice palace. I don't know if it's the exact one. Sure. So did he give up his 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 licensing? Did did he did his bar get revoked? Yeah, it's either, well, we haven't gotten into that. It's it's episode one, but like they're gonna have to explain how this like brilliant legal mind is now broke. <laughs> like 
eating leftover I, eating leftovers from kids parties so i saw him like in a trailer for it and did somebody like step on his balls why is his voice so high now i'm gonna have to is it, is it emilio is it emilio emilio estevez yeah his voice sounds so fucking weird to me Really? Uh, I gotta watch now. Emilio's in here. Emilio. Emilio. That's what I'm saying. It's Gordon Bombay is like the like. It's not. It's it's not that. It, it's not that old old Gordon Bombay had other things to do. Trev. Is Goldberg you, in it? Like like crackhead Goldberg? No, they've got. Oh, did he go? Crackhead? Sean Weiss has completed. Oh, he went, he went full. Yeah, he, he went full crackhead. But he he's made a he's made a recovery. He's doing oh, he better has? now. Good for him. Yeah. His well, name's Sean Weiss. Then. But yeah, oh, look, yeah, he's got a he has got a mugshot that came out like two or three years ago that, that he looks like a completely looks, different person. He looks sixty five years old. Yeah, he looked not good. And a couple of the the Sandlot guys are like pedophiles. Like at least one of them is, or something like that. Don't say that. Oh damn it! Yeah, yeah. Look, as it long up. as it's there's, not there's, there. there's, there's some ser- there's some like criminal issues within the Sandlot crew. I know one of them. No, that was uh, Calodromo, the kid from uh, the kid who played C on Bronx Tale. He got he got into the the I think it was the crack as well. Calodromo. Yeah, yeah. He got and he got busted like stealing a TV or some shit. <laughs> oh, this is a whole this is a whole different podcast. So yeah, you- well, dude, child actors are like, I mean, the the hit rate on them going psycho is pretty pretty high. It's yeah, it's a good ratio. The um, yeah, okay. I mean, just the, just the thought of stealing a TV right now—they've never been easier to steal, but they're also the cheapest they've ever fucking been. Yeah, they're so cheap. Yeah, so seventy-inch TV for three hundred and fifty bucks, not even on Black yeah. Friday. Right. You got to be real down in your luck to steal a TV like in the twenty twenty-one. Yeah, people just throw out good ones because they get new ones. Right. Especially God, I, can't, I can't give it away. Right. Yeah. It's like, oh, what is this cool new TV I got from my neighbor? Uh, you don't do that anymore. But when we were like kids, it was like, you know, it's like, oh, the, somebody took the TV. And those things weighed 200, 300 pounds. Yeah, with the tubes. I had yeah. one of those Sony ones. I, I I think I still have back problems because I moved it with my dad once. Oh, Sony's was the worst. They were. It was oh, like four totally hundred awkward pounds. I fucked my back up moving one of those big old TVs. Yeah, maybe it was. Maybe it was mine. There's a there's a good inside joke in my marriage. Uh, I was carrying a 27 inch TV up two flights of ch- stairs, moving my girlfriend, who's now my wife, in. And I get up the stairs, you know, huffing, puffing. These, this thing is fucking, they're solid glass at the front. Yeah, they're heavy. And I get in and she's, I swear to God, she's staying there holding the coaxial cable that's coming out of the wall. Like just looking at me holding the cable like she's going to screw it into the fucking TV while I'm holding it. I'm like, I'm more mad. I'm more mad thinking about this than I am the fucking coward thing. Like... I hope you can fucking hear me. What you gonna do with that? <laughs> what do you do with that? Dude. Oh. I hope you can fucking hear me. Oh. <laughs> Two children later. All right. Oh man. Let me start on the kids. All right. Yeah. It's hockey corner. It's not kids' corner. Fire up your Z- Z- Zapruder, Zamboni, whatever, whatever you call it. Call the Zamboni, Doug. Music, please. All right. <laughs> hey, hey, all right. So, in honor of our Swedish friends, the best. If you've made it this far, I appreciate it. Hope you liked what I had to say. If you didn't like it, I hope you come back next week and hear more of the stupid shit that comes out of my mouth. Thanks for listening. Go ahead, like, subscribe, review, whatever you got to do. Help me get that podcast clout. Thanks, guys.
Get really into your favorite shows and movies all in one place with Flex, a 4K streaming box you get free with Xfinity Internet. Find what you want with your voice on Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus, and more. No more jumping in and out of apps. And get Peacock Premium at no additional cost. It's a way better way to watch. Learn more at Xfinity.com slash Flex. Restrictions apply requires postpaid Xfinity Internet excluding Internet essentials, one device included. Subscriptions required to access streaming services. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.